Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is an apostrophe podcast production. There is one little question that has no simple answer. How does being alone bring us closer? My name is Peg Fong. I'm a journalist and an educator. Come join me as we explore loneliness together. pandemic is over. Here are the demands. One really large living room instead of a number of smaller ones. Only practical furniture and no decorative pieces. A few pictures on our walls, none but good ones, and ventilation panes to the windows in every room. Another demand, a house is only habitable when it is full of light and air, when the floors and walls are clear. And let's eliminate heavy furniture and thick carpets. Take a flat which is one size smaller than what our parents accustomed us to. One more thing, a vacuum cleaner. These demands were made five years after the global flu pandemic. In 1924, architect Le Corbusier's series of essays were published in a book, Towards an Architecture. In his writings were his beliefs that homes should be clean, practical, functional. Le Corbusier was living in France during the time of the 1918 pandemic. In his writings and his work after the pandemic, he urged, demanded a new emphasis on design. Instead of heavy furniture and carpets, which were believed to be full of germs, Le Corbusier emphasized cleanliness and the elimination of clutter. Floors and walls should be clean, sparse, 
Our homes, whether it's a basement suite or a mansion by the beach, are shelters from the outside and shelter us from connecting to others. Spaces are empty. People fill them. And the kind of spaces we have or are missing in our lives can make us feel alone. We dwell in outer spaces. Do these places make us lonely? Or is it us who turn a space into a place of loneliness? Let's open the door and let in some fresh air on this topic of home, empty spaces, and loneliness. Charles-Edouard Jeanneret was born on October the 6th, 1887, and because he became most well-known for his somewhat controversial views of what made a city worth living in, where he came from is important. He was born in Switzerland in a city called Le Chaux de Fonds. Another famous name, Louis Chevrolet, who later founded the Chevrolet Motor Car Company, was also born there. You might not be able to look around and see a Le Corbusier design where you are, but chances are, wherever you may be, you'll see the logo for the Chevrolet car. The stylized cross is believed to be an homage to the Swiss flag. It's also referred to as the Chevrolet bow tie. In Le Chaux de Fonds, Charles Jeanneret built his parents a home, and today it's a heritage site. But just a few years after it was completed, the house was sold in 1919 because Jean Array's parents could not afford the upkeep. La Maison Blanche has a combination of different influences, including what was being called at that time the modern movement that was emerging in Germany and Austria. It showcases the origins of some of Charles Jean Array's futuristic ideas, roof gardens, and new technical materials like linoleum for the floors and concrete for the roof. He based his designs on technology and what was then considered modern, lots of windows to bring in light. The house doesn't have load-bearing walls. There are four central pillars supporting the exterior walls. That allowed for open interior spaces instead of what had been the tradition. To emphasize that his interest was in the modern, after the war and the pandemic, Charles Jeanneret took on the name Le Corbusier to emphasize his belief. Reinvention was possible. He literally reinvented himself. Functional. What will our homes and our buildings look like after this pandemic? If there's anything to learn from history, we know that after the First World War and the pandemic of 1918, there was an intentional shift. The question was asked. After the trenches, the mustardy, gassy devastation of conflict, the isolation of quarantines, the sick beds in overflowing hospitals, the immeasurable death, what could the living have to live for? What could make what happened mean something? The answer? Create a more equal society. After this devastating experience of the war, there was, I think, the ground laid to think new, to uh, start fresh, 
like a very open society to explore ideas, especially the young generation wanted to be very different to the older generation. Uwe Schmidt-Hess, an architect based in London and Berlin, studied at Bauhaus University in Germany. One way this was done to create a society more inclusive and less bound by wealth and class was in design and housing. It became known as the Bauhaus movement, the combination of the German words for construction, Bau, and Haus, Haus. Post-1918 pandemic, there was an urge by designers and people interested in urban renewal, like Le Corbusier and Walter Gropius, a German architect, to look for new solutions to new things and a move to a cleaner, more hygienic environment. You must remember that also that was like our cities at that time were much dirtier places. So people lived much denser together. So the idea of healthy living was very essential to the Bauhaus to provide spaces and buildings and estates which are much better lit, much better ventilated. Public health, already a new concept after the war, was brought into homes. The increased awareness of sanitation, ventilation, and tidiness created changes you can see in your home today. Beds from headboards to footboards and the frames were once only made of wood. But after the pandemic, brass bed frames were easier to bleach and sanitize, and wooden beds fell out of fashion. Before the 1918 pandemic, closets, if they existed, were tiny. Clothes instead were kept in a heavy armoire furniture that were difficult to clean and to move. Stuffed velvet sofas were also considered germ-ridden, as were heavy carpets. The biggest changes were in bathrooms. Before the 1918 pandemic, no one had installed powder rooms, but delivery men who went from house to house daily delivering milk and coal and ice and could carry diseases from one household to another needed to have a place where they could wash and use a washroom without going through the rest of the house. These semi-bathrooms near entrances also encouraged more frequent hand washing when residents returned to their homes from the outside and before leaving. Pedestal sinks were in vogue because they were easier to clean and more sanitary, airier, and bathtubs. The clawfoot tubs, which had so many surfaces around and underneath, became unpopular in new designs. Instead, tubs were, for the first time, built in alcoves with a wall on one side and tiled on the other three sides. Subway tiles on walls and floors became the norm, and heavy drapery around windows and carpeting in bathrooms, yuck, were removed. Toilets, once constructed of wooden water tanks, were brought lower and made of porcelain, with the now-familiar tank-to-bowl design. Residents began trusting public sewer systems to not release sewer gas inside their homes. Bedpans were out, outhouses too. And this is hard to imagine. Toilet seats used to be unfinished wood. Not only were they more likely to transmit diseases, but the splinter possibilities were high. 
toilet seats went from wood to more polished, easier-to-clean synthetic materials. Don't leave the toilet seat up. We'll be right back. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. At the end of the 1918 pandemic, the rush for housing began. People in larger numbers were moving to cities from rural areas. There was a huge housing boom, and technology in prefabricated homes became a driver for engineers and builders and architects to meet that demand. As Henry Ford had done with mass production of cars, the hope was the same could be achieved with housing. Walter Gropius founded the Bauhaus movement, which was established in 1919, while the pandemic was still going on. The movement was centered around the hope to create homes that were well-designed, beautiful, and able to be produced industrially. That is, more homes, beautifully constructed ones, that could be brought to more people, not just the wealthy. Buildings are erected or products are designed and manufactured was really important. So it was essentially trying to move away from a very prestigious, luxurious thinking about design to how to enable the mass 
a lot of people to enjoy good design. In order to make housing available to residents at all levels of the socioeconomic spectrum, technology needed to be used. The link between the industry and Bauhaus was crucial. It was this uh, fertilization process where a lot of different areas were really like culminating in this idea of the Bauhaus and had ground where it could nurture. A range of expertise, a new guild of craftspeople through the Bauhaus movement began designing everything from chairs and bicycles with modular steel tubing to door handles. The first director, Walter Gropius, designed what is the first modern door handle. Instead of the ornate, round, complicated doorknobs, Gropius brought to mass market the square lever door handle five years after the 1918 pandemic. Functional, easier to clean, producible in huge quantities. Today, our homes have become more important than ever. Since the pandemic started, we have isolated ourselves in our dwellings. They have become our prisons and our sanctuaries. The places beyond our own walls were, just a few months ago, dangerous, infectious. Stay home, public health officials warned. For good reasons, gatherings in homes and in public spaces were banned. Those caught violating those rules received fines. Because our homes became so vital to keeping a spreadable disease contained, unsurprisingly, that led to house prices rising all over the world. The Economist magazine reported in April that U.S. house prices went up by 11% in the year up to January 2021, the fastest pace it's been in 15 years. In New Zealand, prices shot higher by 22%. It's not just the rich countries where this is happening. Across 25 countries tracked by The Economist, real house prices cost an average of 5% more from 2020 to 2021. Housing prices have gone up for a variety of reasons. Some of it is due to people leaving cities like New York, San Francisco, Vancouver, Toronto for more outlying areas. The shift to online and remote work enabled people to move out of their downtown area and the central business parts of the cities. People wanted bigger places because their homes became everything. Our homes became schools for students, our offices, our restaurants for in-home dining, our movie theater, our own labs for innovating and creating. But in becoming everything to us, there is one thing missing. Like we and how we work as human beings, we are still the same. I think maybe the pandemic shows us how important it is to have our social contacts. The Bauhaus movement existed, says Uwe Schmidt-Hess, because designers and innovators were brought together to try and make how we live more functional, more egalitarian. And it could only have been done because they were able to gather in a place where collaboration and ideas could be bounced back and forth. To be together and enjoy things together. And how that feeds back to design, I think it's maybe we see the office more as a cultural and social place rather than just a workspace where people come 
work, go home, but that we attach value of being together with our colleagues. Fears of disease and isolation led to new designs and innovation in the past. Can innovation and design now lead us away from our isolation? Think of all the ways the built space around us changes how we behave and feel connected. For Dallas architect and podcast host Erin Peavy, the lived experiences of being in her community became real for her after she had her baby recently. Her mother had passed away while she was pregnant, and Erin used long walks in her neighborhood to ward off her worries about the real possibility of postpartum depression. I went to cafes and sat outside and just like made conversation with other moms. And I, you know, would go to the grocery store and have like sweet interactions with the cashiers. And I think I realized this lived experience of my entire community and my built space just lifting me up. The walkability of her community, the green space, all the things she had been studying as an environmental psychology student and then as an architect came to life. That sense of being able to be in a community was something Erin realized more people deserved and should have as part of their environment. Like no one really talked about loneliness or used that word. And I will say the pandemic has changed that overnight. And I've been thinking about like, what is that? Why is that? Two reasons that I ask that question. One is because The research on whether or not we are more lonely is very mixed, pre and post pandemic. And it's really like, why is it not just a solid, yes, we are all more lonely? And I think part of it is like, it's taken out of the realm of blame. Loneliness, for many of us, was something to hide, something shameful. Loneliness used to be your fault, although that's false and was never true anyways. But now it's like the pandemic's fault. And it makes it okay to talk about and to talk about these feelings that we all are sharing. The thing is, is we were all sharing them before. Our isolation since our pandemic has shifted a willingness to share more openly about our loneliness. For Erin, she hopes that openness to sharing will expand to not just talking about loneliness, but being open to rethinking about the spaces around us, not just in our homes, but beyond our own interior. A new study from Australia published this month found that people's sense of loneliness are lowered if there is more green space around them. In fact, our odds of loneliness could fall by up to half if cities like Vancouver, Seattle, Canberra, and Barcelona hit their targets of having 30% or more green cover in their surroundings. The study published in the International Journal of Epidemiology found one in four Australians reported they were lonely three or four days a week. Adults in neighborhoods where at least one-third of nearby land was parks, reserves, and Woodlands had 26% lower odds of becoming lonely compared with their peers who lived in places with less than 10% green space. Urban sociologist Ray Odenberg defined places in three ways. The first place is our home, informal but private. 
the second place is our school or our workplace, more formal but public. And then there's a third place where you can be public and also informal. Let your guard down and be around others. Those third places are not homes, not workplaces, but places where people regularly go, visit and chat with people they know, people they might live close to, neighbors or people they work with, their co-workers or even strangers. Think of your neighborhood bar or your local barber shop or Starbucks. CEO Howard Schultz have said he wants Starbucks to be known as the third place in people's lives. They are places where there are regulars, where you can meet old friends and make new ones. I grew up in a third place, I realized, after talking to Aaron and discovering Ray Oldenburg's definitions. My family had a grocery store, the kind you don't find anymore in cities. But if you were an immigrant, like my parents were in the 1970s, grocery stores were perfect. They were places to earn a living and places to live in. It was a stucco building built in the 1920s, and there were houses on either side of the residential street. It was our home. We, all six of us, lived above our grocery store in a two-bedroom apartment. At the end of the night, my parents would turn off the lights and lock the door and come upstairs. My siblings and I would be asleep by then, but before we could hear below, on the sidewalk, customers sitting on our steps or on the fold-up plastic chairs on the concrete deck at the side, chatting. Some had come by to pick up some last-minute groceries for breakfast, while others had come by after dinner to buy an ice cream bar or late-night snacks. Aaron Peavy calls these places so vital to us as a society. We are allowed to be ourselves and share with others. And and I think that one of the most powerful things about public space is its ability to integrate diverse people, to have people from different cultural backgrounds, different economic backgrounds, all sharing a common space and seeing each other's collective humanity. These third places are valuable because unlike our social media space, we aren't in an echo chamber where algorithms are telling us who our friends are or who are the people we should be connected to and pop-ups of searches we did or others did before us. They're entirely public for not just you, but for people you don't even know yet, but could. Design can solve problems in our present and shift what was before into what can be changed. We will get used to new things, but we can also easily go back to the way things were done before. What did we see in our daily practice before the pandemic? Asked architect Uwe Schmidt-Hess. And what would we like to see more or less? More collaboration with others, more togetherness, less isolation, and less loneliness. In the pandemic of 1918, people left their rural areas because they lost loved ones, wanted to start anew, and they wanted the security of being with others. People sought out being in crowds rather than on their own. 
it was a shift in demographics. For the first time, according to the 1920 U.S. Census, most Americans were living in cities. Until then, the majority had been in rural areas. Cities became more crowded. In this pandemic, we saw people leave cities and move to quieter areas because they were able to work remotely. The digital revolution allows it. But living remotely in remote places bring a different kind of loneliness. Our homes become our sanctuary, and sanctuaries come at a cost. Home prices are way up. Will loneliness go up too? As we make our way out of our homes, we can make our way to an outside world that can lead us away from loneliness. We don't know how house designs will change yet. The big question, will our homes make us more lonely because we can isolate ourselves inwardly because new design will make life easier to just stay in? Or will new door handles and windows allow us to open ourselves up? It's a little bit scary to go back outside, but during the pandemic of 1918, people began recognizing how scary their own homes were and they stripped out the germs and washed their hands before heading out. And when they came back inside. Gone, the fear of getting splinters when we sit on the toilet. Here still, the world just beyond those doors that open with just our touch. We may be alone, but we are alone together. Alone Together was directed by Callie O'Reilly. Music by Ian Lefevre and Ari Posner. Producers are Debbie O'Reilly and Guillermo Serrano. Our sound engineer is Jeff Devine. I'm Peg Fong, the host and writer. And the space I'm in as we speak, it's a former closet that is now the Alone Together studio. I'll post a photo on our social media. And please share with us wherever you are listening. Follow us at Apostrophe Pod and subscribe wherever you get your pods. This series is executive produced by Terry O'Reilly. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.